welcome to the We Talk Health podcast, the official podcast for West Tennessee Healthcare. Please be advised that this podcast is not intended to replace any medical advice. Always follow your medical professional's advice and direction. Nothing said in this podcast is intended to supersede or supplement the direction of your medical caretakers. If you have any questions, please reach out to us at wetalkhealthpodcast at gmail.com and we will do our best to answer any questions you may have. Welcome to another episode of We Talk Health. My name is Will Castigro, and joining me in the studio today is Miss Andrea Marby. She is an RN, and she's also the STEMI Chest Pain Program Coordinator for West Tennessee Healthcare. Andrea, how's it going? I'm going good. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for coming in today. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So we are going to be talking about slightly about the STEMI program, uh, but more specifically about heart attacks and the EHAC. Now, I have no clue what the EHAC is, which is obviously why you're here to enlighten me as well as the, the listeners. So before we do that, uh, I want to get to know you a little bit better. So what exactly is a chest pain program coordinator? So what, your, what is your job is essentially? And then what do you like to do when you're not at work? Okay. I'm the STEMI chest pain program coordinator, of course. What I do is I look at times, you know, we serve Jackson Madison County General Hospital serves 18 surrounding counties. Mm -hmm. So I look at how the patients get to us, whether it be if they come by POV, which is privately owned vehicle or personally owned vehicle, um, or if they're, you know, they call 911 Mm -hmm. and EMS comes and picks them up at their house, or if they are also a transfer from an outside hospital because we, you know, have also outside hospitals that that transfer patients to us. So I look at, if they come by EMS, Mm -hmm. I look at first medical contact to EKG times and also scene times. There's a certain criteria and certain amount of minutes that the EMS has to get the EKG done and also to leave the scene. Mm -hmm. Travel time, which is distance, you know, from coming to what, which, from whichever county that they're coming from sure. to Jackson General. Um, if they are coming from an outside hospital, the main things we look at is I'm looking at door to lytic time. What lytics is, is thrombolytics and that, that's clot busters because uh, usually gotcha. a STEMI, which is an ST elevation myocardial infarction, mm-hmm. an acute heart attack is usually from a clot, a blood clot gotcha. in okay. one of the arteries that feed blood feeds blood to the heart yeah okay. um, so i'm looking at door to lytic time these outside hospitals um, there's a protocol that they're supposed to follow mm-hmm. and they're supposed to um, give lytics and some other medications also um, okay. unless it's contraindicated for the patient sure so i'm looking at the door to lytic time and i'm also looking at the door in and door out time Gotcha. Um, and so I'm looking at the times to make sure that they get the patients here to us. Right. Gotcha. Um, okay. First medical contact to EKG is within 90 minutes. Okay. okay. If it's coming, if they're coming from EMS, first medical contact to balloon time is actually within 90 minutes. Gotcha. Um, okay. And then door to balloon, if they're coming by EMS, our internal go at Jackson Madison County General Hospital is 60 mm-hmm. minutes. So gotcha. So we want to get them to the cath lab on the table and get that artery ballooned out within 60 minutes. And if they come from an outside hospital, um, we actually allow, they have 120 minutes. 120 gotcha. 120 minutes to actually okay. get to us. Yeah. Uh, well, cool. Sounds like you're a very busy person yes. and kind of a big deal. Like, yes. I feel like what you're doing is... I, I didn't know this important. was a thing, honestly. So Very you're like the, the person behind the scenes who's making sure things stay on task. So yes. that's, that's awesome. Cool. So what do you like to do when you're not at work? 
Um, well, I have one daughter, and um, she just graduated high school last year. Now she is a, a freshman at University of Tennessee at Martin. So go Skyhawks. That's where I went. Go Skyhawks. Yes. Um, so I like to do things with her yeah. uh, up until her graduation. Um, we uh, She stayed very busy playing sports, so sure. she kept me very busy with sports. Um, I like to walk. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very involved in church activities. Cool. Awesome. Um, I like to go to movies and do things with my friends. Yeah, so. just a normal person, That's which, right. is, which is awesome. Well, cool. So like I said, we're going to talk about the uh, heart attacks and EHAC. So we'll just kind of dive into it. So okay. this might seem like a silly question, but what is a heart attack? All right. So a heart attack happens when the flow of oxygen-rich blood in one or more of the coronary arteries, which supply the heart muscle, suddenly becomes blocked, and a section of that heart muscle can't get enough oxygen. So the blockage is usually caused when there is a plaque rupture or a plaque buildup. Oh, okay. So creates a dam, the dam bust, mm-hmm. essentially is a heart yes. attack. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. Can people feel when heart attacks are about to happen or when they are having their beginning? Yes. Yes. Heart attacks do have beginnings. Like any other diseases, heart attacks can have early signs and symptoms. Okay. Um, These beginnings occur usually in about 50% of patients. However, if they are recognized in time, these beginnings can be treated before the heart is damaged. So if... I'm feeling like I'm having a heart attack. Can you describe what I'm going to be feeling in my chest? Yes, everybody's different, but a lot of patients, chest pain, mm-hmm. sometimes chest pressure, tightness, heaviness. Okay. Um, I, we've heard it described as like a squeezing sensation, uh, a tightening, or maybe even like an elephant sitting on the patient's oh, chest. Oh, interesting. Um, also, shortness of breath sometimes. Mm-hmm. Women and men have different symptoms. Uh, we can get into that in just a little bit, but um, sometimes arm pain. Okay. Could be left arm pain, could be right arm pain. Jaw pain, neck pain. Um, I've heard back pain. Sometimes mm-hmm. the pain even radiates through the chest to the back. So gotcha. there are several different symptoms. So if you're having one, you're going to know it, essentially, most likely. You're going to know something's wrong. Right. Gotcha. Right. Okay. So I mentioned EHAC earlier. Can you tell me what that is? Yes. So EHAC stands for Early Heart Attack Care, and it is an education about the signs and the symptoms of a heart attack so that you can become an active bystander to save a life, even if it's your own life. Over 800,000 people die in the United States every year from a heart attack. Really? That's so many people. Yes. I didn't know that. So, And on average, 50% of these patients displayed but ignored the warning signs that they had. I don't know what company put it out, uh, but there was a commercial I saw that said, don't ignore your body, go get checked. Go get checked. And that, out. I mean, that applies to everybody. All and kinds with, of. With all kinds of right. health issues. For sure. Definitely heart attack because your heart can kill you. Yeah, for sure. So we kind of talked about it a minute ago, some of the symptoms, but can you elaborate more on those? Yes. Chest pressure, squeezing, an aching, or even a burning sensation. Okay. Feeling of fullness in the chest, uh, pain that travels down. It could be one arm or it could be both arms. Mm-hmm. Jaw pain, the shortness of breath, um, excessive fatigue. I don't think I mentioned that earlier. Um, nausea and vomiting. I didn't mm. say that earlier either. Back pain and, of course, anxiety. Sure. Almost all ailments, whether it's a heart attack or something else, 
have risk factors. Yes. What are some of the risk factors for a heart attack? So chest pain, pressure, burning, aching, tightness, also some of the risk factors as long as it's with some of the symptoms too. Mm -hmm. um, they may come and go, you know, or wax and wane. A strong family history of cardiovascular disease. Okay. Um, if you have high blood pressure, overweight, or obesity. Mm -hmm. uh, if you have a sedentary lifestyle. Um, using any tobacco products, um, metabolic diseases such as diabetes and some other illnesses. Mm -hmm. And for women, it can also include birth control pills. Ah, okay. A history of preeclampsia, gestational diabetes, or even having a low birth weight baby. Interesting. So a minute ago, you mentioned that there are differences between women and men when yes. it comes to having a heart attack. So you touched a little bit on some risk factors for women, but can you kind of elaborate for more? More for both genders? Yes. So we'll start with women. Women are less likely to seek immediate medical care and are more likely to die from a heart attack than men. Um, women may experience the classic symptoms, but they are often milder mm -hmm. than what men experience. Women may feel symptoms on the right side of their body instead of on the left side. Know, like right arm pain instead of Interesting. left arm pain. Do we know why that is? Why on the right? Just the genetic makeup. Oh, huh. Okay. Um, women may have shortness of breath or difficulty breathing. Um, women may feel completely exhausted, drained, dizziness, mm -hmm. or nauseous. Uh, women may also feel upper back pain that travels up into their jaw. Uh, women may also have what we call palpitations, mm -hmm. um, like fluttering sensations, like little butterflies in yeah. your chest, okay. cold sweats, or paleness. Women may think their stomach pain is the flu, heartburn, or maybe a stomach ulcer. Mm -hmm. So one of the triggers, women often report emotional stress prior to heart attacks. I've done a podcast with some ladies about women's health, and one thing that they stressed a lot was, which I completely agree with is typically the woman is the one at home taking care of like keeping the house clean taking yes. care of the kids yes. helping cook yes. uh, and oftentimes they put themselves on the back burner and have umpteen other yes. responsibilities to get done first yes. you know these symptoms could look like just like they're tired right. or you know right. stress from from all uh, they do from all the stuff they do so keeping the house together yeah props to the women out there put it that way <laughs> thank you thank <laughs> yeah and men, so in men, men often but not always experience the classic warning signs of a heart attack that we talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. um, men normally feel pain and numbness in the left arm um, or left side of their body or left side of their chest. Men often experience uncomfortable pressure, fullness, squeezing, or pain in the center of the chest that goes away and maybe comes back. Mm -hmm. Men may experience pain that spreads to their shoulders, neck, and arms. Okay. Um, they also may have chest discomfort with lightheadedness, fainting, sweating, or we also call that diaphoresis, mm. nausea, also vomiting, and shortness of breath. And a trigger for men, men most often report physical exertion mm -hmm. prior to heart attacks. Gotcha. Okay. So we talked about the typical symptoms or presentations of what these symptoms could be of having a heart attack. Are there any atypical ones? Yes, yes. Uh, there are atypical presentations. And what an atypical uh, presentation or atypical chest pain refers to is pain that is not your typical or not the usual pain that is caused by a heart attack. Mm -hmm. um, atypical features would include um, a sharp, 
or knife-like pain that occurs with coughing or breathing. Uh, a lot okay. of times that may be associated with like a respiratory issue, mm-hmm. you know, like pleurisy or something like that, mm-hmm. pneumonia maybe. Also, uh, another atypical feature would be pain that spreads above the jaw bone or into the lower body, and also difficult or labored breathing. Gotcha. That could be respiratory issues as well. Okay. So obviously nobody wants to have a heart attack. I don't know anyone out there who's ever wanted to go through I that. I wouldn't think so. Yeah, for sure. So can you talk to me about some ways that we can prevent a heart attack? Yes. So you can prevent a heart attack by understanding the risk factors and see your doctor regularly for, uh, for checkups and for early diagnosis and treatment, especially okay. if you are having any of these symptoms that we've mm-hmm. talked about. Learn the signs and symptoms and be aware that there is a difference in the way heart attacks occur in men versus women be alert for a heart attack in yourself or someone in your vicinity or in your family mm-hmm. uh, become an active bystander or by becoming an active bystander could save a life and it could even save your own life yeah so when in doubt if you're not sure call 911 first responders have the medical technology to quickly save a life mm-hmm. and they get there on the scene first and then then EMS arrives and then they can take over from there yeah, and absolutely. get you to where you need to be absolutely every minute counts time is heart muscle so ehac early heart attack care not only saves a life it saves the quality of a life gotcha all right well this has been a great conversation thanks so much for coming in today i really appreciate it Thank you. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. We'll do it again sometime. All right. For sure. Sounds great. Thank you. And this has been another episode of We Talk Health.